This is Charger Rundown, an update on all things Hillsdale College Athletics, with your host, Kat Torres. Welcome back from spring break, and welcome back to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. My name's Kat Torres, here to give you the latest on all of our Charger sports teams. Track and field brought back some hardware from Nationals, and softball and baseball return from a busy week of play. And later on in the show, you'll hear from head coach of the track and field team, Andrew Town, as well as freshman standout, Victoria Addis, of the softball team. Hillsdale Chargers Baseball. Spring break was a lot of fun for Charger Baseball, who swept Davis and Elkins in Glenville, West Virginia in five games. 8-7, 6-0, 4-1, 12-4, and 5-2. This past weekend, though, the team began conference play against Tiffin University, dropping a pair of games. The Dragons won game one, 4-0, then took game two, 9-4. The losses dropped Hillsdale to 7-10 overall and 0-2 in the GLIAC. In the opener, Hilda was held to just six hits and only a double by Steven Ring was of the extra base variety. Colin Bowers and Christian Rodino each had stolen bases in the loss. Junior pitcher Will Cruz pitched all six innings and struck out four batters while not issuing a walk. The offense perked up in game two as Hilda banged out eight hits. But Tiffin was on top to the task, scoring in each of the final four innings after the game was tied at two in the bottom of the third. Ring was 2-for-5 with two RBIs and a run scored, while freshman Dante Topi drove in two runs. Alex Waltz scored twice and catcher Chris Ackerman was 2-for-3 and drew a walk in the nightcap. Tiffin pitchers struck out Charger hitters 13 times in the 9-inning contest. The teams will resume their series starting at 2 p.m. on Tuesday. Hillsdale Chargers Softball The Chargers softball team left Florida with a losing record, but a solid amount of experience before heading into GLIAC play. The team went 6-8 over the break in Claremont, Florida. The Chargers emerged victorious over Dominican New York 6-2 on the first game on Saturday morning, then fell to the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul 5-4. Hillsdale completes a non-conference play in this part of the season with a 10-13 record. In the morning win over Dominican, Hillsdale scored five runs in the seventh innings and got some nice balance offensively. Freshman Victoria Addis hit her first career home run in the victory, and she scored a team-high three runs. Junior Haley Lawrence had a double and went two for two, and Cassie Assalta also notched a double. Both players drove in runs in the win. Freshman Dana Wedinger picked up a victory on the mound with three strikeouts and no walks allowed in seven innings of work. In game two, the Golden Bears scored a run in the top of the seventh inning to break a 4-4 tie. Senior Becca Casting was 2-for-3 and scored two runs in the defeat. Addis was 2-for-4 and Lawrence and Kelsey Gockman each had doubles. Up next, the softball team will take on Finley at home on Saturday at 1 p.m., so be sure to bundle up and support your Chargers. Hillsdale Chargers Track and Field Six different members of the Hillsdale College women's track team brought home All-American trophies after competing in the 2017 NCAA Division II Indoor Track and Field Championships in Birmingham, Alabama this weekend. Junior Hannah McIntyre earned her seventh career All-American honor on the event's opening night Thursday, taking sixth in the 5,000-meter run with a time of 16.44. Between indoor and outdoor track and cross-country, McIntyre has earned at least one All-American honor in each national event she's competed in during her charter career. While McIntyre was a veteran to the national stage, senior Alex Whitford was a newcomer to the NCAA meet, and she made the most of her opportunity. She finished in a three-way tie for eighth place in the pole vault, clearing 3.77 meters. It was the first All-American honor for Whitford. 
The distance medley relay team has established itself as one of the nation's best in recent years, and even with a new group taking the track this year, the team performed at a high level all the same. The foursome of Allie Eads, Hannah Watts, Molly Orne, and Allison Duber took seventh place in the event, finishing with a time of 11.34, good for All-American recognition. It was the first career All-American honor for Eads, one of the team's most talented young runners, and the seventh for Orne. Rowers Rachel Tolsma and Dana Newell each competed in the weight throw and both finished outside the top 10. Newell was 15th with a mark of 17.93 meters, while Tolsma was 17th with a mark of 17.71 meters. On the men's side, senior Caleb Gatchel took 6th place in the mile, finishing the race in 4.08, earning All-American honors for the Chargers. Gatchel improved on his preliminary race, finished of 7th, he was the second fastest GLIAC competitor in the mile at the national championship. Two other members of the men's teams competed at NCAAs. Sophomore Tanner Schwanicki was 14th in his preliminary race in the 800 with a time of 155. Junior Jared Shipper finished one spot out of All-American spots, taking ninth in the pole vault with a mark of 4.95 meters. Up next, Hillsdale Trap will take on Texas Relays on the 29th. Hillsdale Chargers Golf the Hillsdale College golf team opened up the spring portion of its 2016-2017 schedule Monday and Tuesday in an event hosted by Newberry College in South Carolina. Hillsdale placed 15th out of 16 competing teams at the Newberry College invite held at the ocean course of Kiwa Island off the coast of South Carolina. The team's three-round score was a 9.41. Peter Benatow was the team's low scorer among the three rounds, finishing with the scores of 78, 75, 76 for a 229 total. Joel Patila was second on the team with a three-day score of 233. His round of 76 on Monday was his best round of the event. Two scores behind Patila was George Roberts, who shot a 235. Andy Grayson was next with a 244, and the team's final score was Joe Torres, who had a three-round total of 265. The event hosted by Newbury took first place with a score of 873. Hillsdale Chargers Tennis. In reaching the 500 mark, the Hillsdale College men's tennis team is showing consistent improvement. The Chargers stormed past Cutstown 8-1 in South Carolina Wednesday evening, improving their record to 6-6 six six on the season. All of Hillsdale's single wins, a total of five, came in straight sets, while the three doubles teams won their matches by a combined score of 24-11, one of Hillsdale's most dominant performances this season. Justin Hyman rolled a 6-1-6-1 win at number one singles, then teamed up with Charlie Adams for an 8-1 win at number one doubles. Milan Markovic was also a doubles winner Wednesday, taking on a 6-2-6-1 win at number three singles, then an 8-5 win at number two doubles alongside partner Dugan Delp. Delp was a solo winner as well with a 6-1-6-0 win at number four singles. Julianne Collette and John Sirachi teamed up for an 8-5 win at number three singles. Individually, Sirachi was 6-1, 6-5 at number 5 singles, and Colette earned a 6-2, 6-0 victory at number 6 singles. Track and field head coach Andrew Towns sat down with me after returning from Birmingham, Alabama from a festival year at Nationals. The NCAA brings everybody together in one city, and the idea is to have it be similar to a, an a, a Olympic village type of feel. Whether that's actually pulled off or not, I'm not sure. Um, they do one in each season, and it happens every four years. And then for indoor track, we get lumped in with wrestling and swimming and diving. So Hillsdale Track has 
made a consistent presence in the past couple of years to nationals. What have you as a coach taken away from this? I feel like when I came here, uh, some of the things I felt we could do, I don't know that our whole program felt like we could do them at that time. And I think that's been one of the biggest changes during my time here is the culture that we have here and what people believe can be done. One of the things that, that we've encountered this year is there's things that need to be put in play to make those things happen all the time. It's not something that just happens. And we're, we're really fortunate here to have um, really good kids. And so you don't have to do a lot of um, poking and prodding on, on little things like you'd have to with, uh, with, with other schools and other student athletes. But um, our kids are no different. Our coaches are no different than anyone else. Sometimes in the midst of success, I think it's, it's easy to assume that what we're doing is enough and that's just going to continue. And um, the reality is that's, that's not the way it is. You have to be committed all the time at a really high level. Um, and so I've been, even though we haven't had the results that I, that I would have liked uh, so far this year, I've been really pleased with how our team has developed throughout the year, um, both as uh, physically, certainly, but as leaders um, as well. So yeah, there's no question. I mean, last year was a great year for us, especially on the women's side and on the men's side too, where we kind of uh, burst onto the scene a little bit, finally on the men's side. But this, um, this indoor season wasn't quite what anybody expected. Um, but the beauty of college track, as you know, is uh, you go right into another season. So uh, we'll get started with Texas Relays here in, in two weeks in Stanford. This is Radio Free Hillsville on 101.7 FM. My name's Kat Torres. You're listening to Charger Rundown, and we're talking with head coach of the cross-country and track and field teams, Andrew Town. Coach, can you tell me a little bit about the performances themselves this nationals and what stood out to you the most? Well, on the men's side, Caleb Gatchel uh, was our lone All-American, um, which again, speaking of what we were talking about earlier, I d that's not an ideal situation for us, but that doesn't take any away anything from what Caleb uh, accomplished. Did a really nice job following up on being an All-American during the outdoor season in the 1500 um, and now doing that in the indoor uh, equivalent of the, of the outdoor 1500, the mile. Um, I think he felt that he could have done a little bit more, um, but at this point, Division Two is is incredibly deep. It's deeper than ever across all events, and so being able to make a final and be an All American, uh, you have to be at a really high level. Um, so I, I thought Caleb did a really good job. Uh, I think it was a good learning experience for Tanner. Tanner, someone who has competed at NCAA's before, but in a relay. And when you first compete on your own, that's a little bit different. Um, and so he was very eager and very aggressive, and, and those are good things. Um, but when you're in a, in a event that requires some pacing or some patience, sometimes those things can get you a little bit. Um, but it was a good experience for him. And then I thought um, Jared Shipper struggled a little bit most of the year. I think, as I talked about earlier, I've been really happy with how he's progressed and how he's developed. Um, with some of the non-physical things. Um, but I also think some of that lack of development early cost him um, in terms of being able to be consistent when it came time to compete. He's, he's definitely one of the most talented kids in the country. Um, he's definitely one of the most passionate kids in the country about what he does, even though that you wouldn't necessarily pick that up um, based on his exterior. Um, so I'm excited about what he'll do during the outdoor season. 
Um, and then on the girl side, uh, probably uh, the highlight performance was our women's distance medley. That's an event that's been uh, a real signature event for us. Uh, we were back to back national champions the last two years. Um, the The interesting thing about the distance medley is we went into the race uh, as the last ranked team. Um, it on paper was the deepest field it's ever been, which it, it played out to be. Um, but the festival had a different format this year. Excuse me, the festival didn't have a different format. The, the indoor championships did because of the festival. It went to a three-day meet. And that allowed a few more people to double and triple or be fr- more fresh. And so I think it skewed the DMR times a little bit, made them a lot faster than normally they would be. So we went into the meet uh, as a program with the second and third fastest times in Division Two history. And when we left, we had the seventh and eighth fastest times. So there was a whole bunch of really fast times, but we've never been in a situation before that race was run fresh for, for a lot of people. You know, they didn't have a mile prelim on their legs the, you know, a few hours prior or an 800 prelim or something like that. Um, so I think that changed maybe the scope of our history as a division. Um, but nonetheless, for our women to go out and to run uh, one of our fastest times in program history against such a really, really deep field when you come in ranked nothing, essentially. I mean, you're at the bottom of the barrel. Um, there wasn't a girl that, that didn't PR. Um, so from Allie Eads to Allison Duber, um, Hannah Watts, Molly Oren, they did a really, really good job. That was great. And then obviously um, Alex Whitford getting her first uh, All-American honor was was really special for her. Um, uh, Hannah McIntyre was uh, All-American in the 5K on Thursday night. Uh, struggled in terms of how she felt all week. I thought she really battled well in the 5K. Um, so on the women's side, we, we had a lot more opportunities and it was a little more up and down. You know, those were some of the good things. We also had Dana Newell and Rachel Tolzma there in the weight throw. It didn't go the way they wanted um, in terms of advancing. Um, we had, um, we were one of, I think, just two schools, uh, maybe three schools that had more than one entry in the women's 400 uh, with Tori Wickman and Allison Duver. Um, again, it didn't go the way they wanted. But I think, like I spoke to earlier, it's it's easy when you're having success to feel like, yeah, I just got to keep doing what I'm doing. Everything works out. But the reality is sometimes you don't continue to do everything that you need to do. And, and sometimes things change. We have a lot of kids who've evolved from people who just could show up and perform and they didn't have a lot of pressure on them because they weren't the person to now they're the person. And um, I think in the beginning of the year, there was a lot of looking around to see, well, who's, who's going to do this? Who's not to say who's in charge, but who's the boss. And, um, again, even though the season didn't go the way we wanted, even though NCAAs didn't go quite the way we wanted or what we're used to, I really feel like we've made good progress in terms of people realizing that I'm the guy or I'm the girl, whatever the case may be. And that's, um, that's something that we've, that we've had the past couple of years that I think, um, we've picked up again. So that's good. Is that the mentality you want going forward into outdoor season? Yeah, I, I feel like anytime athletes are in control of what they're doing, um, and they feel like they're in control of what they're doing, that leads to really good things, both individually and then as a team. If our team is completely directed by me or our coaching staff, um, there's probably not a really, really high level of commitment. There's there's always going to be um, a certain level of 
uh, follow through here at Hillsdale just because of the kind of kids that we have. We're, we're never going to have anybody who isn't following through on basic things. But um, in, in my experience, the amount of commitment is directly proportional to the amount of success. And again, I, I, I don't think we have bad kids. I don't think we've done anything wrong. I just don't know that we realized some things. And um, that's what I'd like to see. And I think I'm seeing it now um, is, is being less of a coach-driven team um, and being more of an athlete-driven team. Well, we'll look forward to seeing that in the outdoor season. Best of luck, Coach. Thank you, Kat. That was head coach Andrew Town of the track and field team. I also caught up with freshman Victoria Addis of the Chargers softball team to hear about her busy spring break. Because we had 14 games to play, um, which was a lot, and we were very fortunate that we were able to get that in before our league game started. Um, so we went to Claremont, Florida, and we played at like two or three different complexes, um, and we got to play a lot of very um, competitive teams that will help us a lot for the season. Um, it was a lot of fun, yeah. So how long was the trip? It was about 10 days of um, playing games. We had like two days, I mean two games per day um, for the most part with like two days off. Um, so it was intense, but we definitely needed that to kickstart our season. So overall, when you walked away from the week, what was your record and how do you guys feel that that was indicative of how the season might be going? So we were six and eight. Um, there were a lot of games that we know, um, looking back, we know we can win. Um, but since this was in the beginning of the season, we were learning to play with each other. And um, the one thing we kept saying is um, we know what type of team we are. So we know learning from those games that we can come forth like even stronger um and so definitely prepared us for these league games and we were very happy with how we did but we know we can even do better yeah this is radio free hillsdale on 101.7 fm you're listening to charger rundown my name is kat torres and i'm here with victoria addis of the women's softball team so victoria team kept saying we know what team we are what team are you um well if you just look at us um by like just looking at ages and stuff, we're actually a really young team. There's nine freshmen, um, including myself. But looking past that, when you look at the team playing, it doesn't look like we're just like a split team, like upperclassmen and freshmen. Like we're starting to mesh together and we are a family and we're starting to become a very strong team. And Coach Joe keeps saying, um, I recruited you guys. I know what type of players you are. Um, and so it's starting to see that we're all becoming like a solid softball team and a solid family on the field. So what are some personal goals that you have and how are they kind of being hashed out as the season has progressed? Um, okay, so my personal goals are more oriented towards a team um, because I'm, Coach Joe has taught each and every one of us especially the freshmen this year, we're being taught how to win. That's the end goal. You want to win games. And to win, you want to play for the team. You're not trying to just individually, like, get a hit and have – because you could go three for three in a game and you guys lose by ten. And we're being taught that that's not how we want to play. We want every play, every decision we make on the field to be – for the end goal, which is for our team to win. So my personal goals are learning how to play like that and learning how to strategize. Because 
when I used to, like before I came to Hillsdale, I just sort of played the game. And Coach Joe has taught me so many more ways to play, like how many plays I have to think ahead when I'm in right field. And when I'm up to bat, if there's a runner on third, I want to pull the ball because I want them to score. Things like that. I'm not just playing for myself. I'm playing for the team. I'm playing for a win. So my personal goal is to keep learning how to play for the team and keep learning how to strategize um, and learn how to play Coach Joe's style and Hillsdale softball style. That sounds like a very mature approach to the game and not something that I think a lot of high schools influence their, their players to, to operate from. But for you, how important is it to have a coach like Coach Joe and how has he helped you? Oh my gosh, I can't even <laughs> um, encompass how having a coach like Coach Joe has helped. Um, he has completely redefined the game of softball for me and made me love it even more because now we can start. It's not just a physical game. It is a huge mental game. And I really enjoy that. And I, I've like my love for softball has grown because of Coach Joe. And he has taught me stuff within just these first couple of months of my freshman year, like so much more than I knew all previous 18 years in my life. Um, so I'm definitely very fortunate to have a coach like Coach Joe. Thank you so much. Best of luck going forward. Thank you. That was Victoria Addis of the softball team. Thanks for listening to Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Kat Torres. We'll catch up with you guys next week. But until then, go Chargers. Charger Rundown with Kat Torres will return next week right here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.